0: Welcome, everyone, to our big Halloween show here at the Leftover Pizza Podcast. Grimy here. As per usual, I'm joined by my homie Derek from It's Dem Boys. Derek, how are you tonight? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad, man. I'm doing really good. I got my Halloween candles all lit. It's smelling pretty good in here, and I'm ready.
1: He's doing wonderful, wonderful. I love to hear it, love to hear it. Well, hey, as you may know, I'm back from the land of the diseased, a.k.a. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got tested, okay? No no, nothing. I'm clean as a whistle. And let me tell you, Halloween Horror Nights, quick mini-review, fantastic. What a 30th anniversary that was, let me tell you. Beetlejuice House, absolutely crazy. I ate a lot of really weird, crazy foods, including... Uh, pork belly that was dipped in a candy apple shell it was pretty good man spent way too much money but i would definitely do again
0: that sounds insane <laughs>
1: wonderful time <laughs> if anybody is curious and wants to read about my uh, my exploits it's shameless self-promotion on its right on
0: <laughs> we are also joined today by a very special guest
1: the ghost pepper nuggets from burger <laughs> king <laughs> just kidding i couldn't get them they were sold out <laughs>
0: <laughs> so today we are joined by a special guest one of our good friends louie from the haunted hangover podcast what up gentlemen oh not what's too up much. my man <laughs> so i'd like to thank you right away for joining us tonight uh how
2: are things and how has your haunting season been so far Fucking crazy, man. This month has been, not even this month, it started in September. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just been, uh, it's been kind of chaotic between, you know, Haunted Hangover, my personal life, (laughs) filmmaking projects outside of Haunted Hangover, plus wanting to squeeze in some, you know, Halloween activities for my own personal sake, you know, just something I want to do that's not involved with Haunted Hangover and things like that. So it's just been kind of crazy. It's been a crazy month. And the month also flew by really quick. Oh, man, it really did. <laughs> I was looking at the calendar today. I was like, shit, Halloween's in like a week. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: I'm in a little bit of a panic mode right now because despite <laughs> going to Halloween Horror Nights, I feel like I still haven't gotten enough Halloween things in. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I've got a week to do this and this and this. I don't have time <laughs> to do that. But maybe I can prioritize this and bump that and do two things at once. I'm sweating it over here, man. Sweating it out.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. No, I feel you. It's, it's, uh, it's always it's funny because ever since, you know, we had COVID. COVID was more powerful last October. So things were a lot more mellow and chill. And I feel like this year, everyone's having Halloween parties. Everything's running like full steam ahead. It's very different. So I guess I was just kind of used to like the chill. October from 2020, and forgot how crazy things would get. So I think that's where the trend. That's where I fucked up with the transition between the two years with the Halloween season. I was like, "Oh, it'll be calm. I got this." Oh shit! It's October 22nd. <laughs> like that's basically how it's been for me. You know?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm right there, like kind of between both of you. Like I thought it would be mellow, and then like like Derek said, I in the same way i kind of just have so much going on i'm still finishing a couple articles i just got a couple uploaded right now that are ready to be posted um i helped out with a a little haunted trail walk through at one of the old elementary schools that i was a student at a long time ago and uh, it's just been one thing after another and like you said what it, it a couple of days really not very long before Halloween and I'm just kind of hoping that I got all of it in there before all that Christmas tree stuff hits all the the shelves <laughs> at the store so
2: dude the Christmas the Christmas trees are already out they've been out since August dude. yeah <laughs> it's, it's kind of it kind of just goes with the territory like I always hear people complain about that they're like oh they're they're forcing Christmas and I'm like it's been like that for a, for a de- more than a decade at this point I feel like you start that stuff starts to bleed in in the middle of the summer. People, listen, in reality, we're we're Halloween enthusiasts, but there are more people that love Christmas than Halloween. So I, I get that, you know. I got to respect. Got to I got to respect the Christmas lovers out there as well. I don't want to shit on them too much. For sure. <laughs> but anyways,
0: anyone who listens to us probably already knows what you do, Louie, and what the Haunted Hangover is, but just in case they don't, Why don't you hit the the listeners with a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do at Haunted Hangover?
2: So yeah, so I'm Louie and basically I produce and host the Haunted Hangover podcast and I run Haunted Hangover, the brand, I guess, um... We started as a, as a YouTube channel and our goal was to review haunted attractions and things like that. Like I mentioned before, COVID hit and I, des- I decided that it maybe it would be maybe a good idea to start a podcast because I didn't think there'd be many haunted attractions to visit because of the pandemic. Um, and then starting the podcast, things just kind of took off from there. And in a nutshell... Haunted hangover, we're basically like a a a Halloween loving group of people. <laughs> and we we celebrate Halloween all year round, whether it's Halloween memories, whether it's Halloween specials, reviewing them, films that are set on Halloween. If Halloween's involved, we can talk about it. and uh, and when it comes when it goes to like the haunted attractions, this was actually the first year. Well, I've been keeping up with it. Like I reviewed one or two last year, and I reviewed two more this year. But I changed the format, and uh, I'm really happy with with what we've been doing when it comes to when it pertains to that side of Halloween. But yeah, just Halloween 365 days a year over at uh, Haunted Hangover. That's just how we roll. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: And uh, <laughs> we figured you'd be the perfect guest for tonight's topic. So. Without anything further, tonight's topic, I gave the three of us the task of finding three of our favorite ghosts to share with you guys. So that's three ghosts each, nine ghosts total. These ghosts can be anything from movies, games, toys, urban legend, small town ghost stories, and so on and so forth. And Louis, since you are the guest, I feel it's only right that you go first. So take us away with your first ghoulish pick.
2: So I'm going with a ghost I think everyone loves. If you're our age or around our age, and I think even kids nowadays love this character, and that's Boo from Super Mario Brothers In as a whole because I know he's still around to this day, and he's in like the spinoff games like Luigi's Mansion and things like that. I'll always be a sucker for that initial debut in 1988 during super like uh he was a part of super mario brothers 3 yeah and uh i don't know why like obviously being a fan of halloween and horror films those those specific levels the haunted mansions i guess you would call them that mario has to walk through oh yeah on his journey to on his journey to princess uh peach or princess daisy depending on the game uh, I just always... I've always been a sucker for that character. I actually want to get him tattooed on me.
0: Oh, yeah. He's, he's tattoo-worthy.
2: Oh, for sure. I've been, I've been planning on adding him somewhere on my body. It's just I just haven't quite figured that out yet. But, yeah, if you're not familiar with Boo, and more than likely if you're listening to this show, I'm, I'm assuming you would know who Boo is. Or Boo Didley, which I didn't know that was, like, his other name. I, I, like, didn't know that. And the reason why... and I was doing some research... And the reason why they named them that was because of the blues singer Bo Diddley. So I just thought that was kind of funny.
1: It's really weird. I've never seen this ghost play a guitar made out of uh, an old soapbox. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I was doing some research and I was like, wait, really? I I, like throughout my entire life, no one's ever called him Boo Diddley. Like I've never heard any kids at school say that. I've never heard that. That was never a thing. Yeah. And I was just doing this research and it was like Boo Diddley. But yeah, if you don't know who Boo is, basically he's a little white ghost who's extremely shy, but he'll attack you when you're looking away. Specifically, Mario and Luigi when they look away. I also want to shout out King Boo, which is like the ruler of the boos. And I believe, and you guys might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the like main bad guy in the Luigi's Mansion games. I'm pretty sure he is. So like my girlfriend, she loves Luigi's Mansion. And she recently, she's she's beat like part three. And I know he's in that. He's in Smash Brothers. He's in all that, that stuff. But I'm pretty sure he's like the big bad in the luigi's mansion games where you have to like hunt ghosts basically he's like a ghostbuster um but yeah i just i've always i've always i've always loved the boo character just his design the whole concept of like a shy ghost which if you think about it makes sense like ghosts are always kind of hiding from people if you believe in ghosts like they kind of are hiding and people people don't believe you when you say you saw one so if you're Mario and you're in this haunted mansion and you look towards this ghost and he's hiding, maybe you don't see him. Maybe that's how they uh use their magical powers, the Boos. Right. So right. yeah. Boo. Boo mm-hmm. Boo, aka Boo Diddley is uh is my first pick. He he fucking rules. I've always I just always love fucking Boo. Even when I play uh uh Mario Kart, I always pick King Boo because he just fucking he's just a little boo with a a crown on his head. He's fucking awesome. Definitely. Now, um, I, I don't know, you could maybe
0: correct me if I'm wrong or if either of you guys know. Isn't there something behind Boo's character that... Um, they came up with the character, one of the um, the game makers or something uh, is based on his wife where he would be looking at her and she would have a completely different face and one the moment he like looked away from her, she <laughs> oh. had like an angry face
2: or something. <laughs> oh, I did, I did not come across that story.
0: Yeah, something I can't remember where I heard that from if it was on like a, a Netflix show yeah.
2: or something. I really don't remember. That's a pretty funny story. It's like, "Oh, my wife looks at me one way, and then when I look back, I guess maybe when he was not looking at his wife, she had a mean face. Is, I'm get, that sounds kind of terrifying, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, it does. That it think puts about a it. whole new to it. <laughs> I know boo's supposed to be sinister, but like an angry wife, that sounds even worse. You know what I mean? So,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Agreed. <laughs> to, to me, at least. That sounds
1: terrifying. <laughs> Before we leave the boo from Mario Brothers subject, two things quickly. Okay. Number one, Hopping right back on that boo diddly thing. <laughs> what programmer was sitting there and was like, you know what the kids love? Blues. They love blues. <laughs> yeah. They love booze. Get it? <laughs> blues, booze. Like who 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 approved that? That connection? That's probably why they you've never heard of that, because they buried that over here in America. They were like, no, that's yeah. It's not going to sell with the kids these days. They're all listening to Vanilla Ice. Let me tell you something. If you want to sell this game, don't draw a connection to blues, okay?
2: <laughs> it is an odd choice. I think I read online. I, didn't, I don't have it here in my notes, but I think in Japan, his nickname is the word shy in Japanese, which makes more sense. So I guess the whole blues singer Bo Diddley thing is just for American audiences or American players. It's Yeah, it's it's an odd Choice because in 1988 I was like five and I had no clue who the fuck Bo Diddley was. So that would, that, I would never like associate this little ghost with a blues singer. It is an odd choice.
1: You might be onto something with the, it has a different meaning in Japanese. Yeah. Um, Zach at Demboys, uh, he told me a while ago. I think a lot of Nintendo characters over in Japan, their names are puns. This is just a fun fact, a little aside. So, yeah. for instance, Mario and Wario, right? We're just like, eh, well, it's a Wario. They just flipped the M upside down, and that's his name. I guess over in yeah. Japan, it's actually like a pun, and it's the the prefix. Uh, you pronounce it. you know, Wario, and then Waluigi is actually, like, Wadurigi. But, like, the W-A-R-U or whatever, I guess it means bad in Japanese. So, it's bad Mario and bad Luigi. So, I I totally (laughs) believe that there's something with the whole boo and shy thing.
2: Yeah, that that would make sense. It's just, I guess, for us, we have to, like, correlate it with a singer or, like, a pop. I wouldn't even call Bo Diddley, like, a pop icon. But, yeah, I guess maybe just... (laughs) Just for like us Americans, I guess that's just because like, you know, things mean words are different, I guess, in Japan. Again, I don't know. If, I don't fucking know Japanese, but like, I guess things just are represented completely different out there. So again, just calling him like a shy ghost makes sense or the word shy in Japanese and we get Bo Diddley. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's he'll always be boo to me. That's what that's what he is. He's boo. When I was five, he was boo. When I'm 35, he's still fucking boo. So, <laughs> boo, he's boo, that's it. <laughs> he's a dope
1: ghost, and he's one hell of a tennis player. Exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: that there is existence beyond death.
2: Coach, coach where's the man's room? Yeah. yeah. I'm not your coach. He survived. By the way, coach, let me get something straight. What's our curfew around here? When you get out of here? So
0: my first pick is the football team from the 1988 movie Beetlejuice, which everyone's probably pretty familiar with. But in case you're not, I pulled this from Wiki because I suck at summarizing movies. <laughs> <laughs> so newly deceased couple, Barbara and Adam Maitland, struggle with scaring a family out of their house in the afterlife and seek help from a bio-exorcist named Beetlejuice. He ends up being a problem and they have to get rid of him. In the middle of their struggles, they meet with this afterlife caseworker, Juno, who kind of like lays down the rules. Don't trust a living, read the handbook of the recently deceased, and uh, stay away from Beetlejuice because he'll screw up all your plans. During this meeting uh, with Juno, they are interrupted by like a, a team of newly deceased football players. They're all bloody. Their jerseys are ripped up. All these little details that show that they've probably been through something like horrific, like a maybe a bus accident or a plane accident. So these football players are there for light comic relief. They're confused. They call Juno coach and ask her where the men's room is and what their curfew is. So like typical banter, you might expect from a football team. One of my favorite football player scenes is towards the end Lydia comes home with like a good report card or something and Adam and Barb they like levitate Lydia and she's dancing around and uh, the football team kind of appears behind her and you can see them dancing it's kind of a goofy scene but like it's the perfect outro to the movie Oh, also, so there's a little backstory to the deceased football team. I don't know, have you guys heard anything about this little backstory that um, they're, like, loosely based on here?
2: No, that's, that, I've never heard anything about, like, their backstory specifically. How about you, dare?
1: It doesn't it have something to do with, like, a soccer team or something like that, and the their plane went down and the whole team ended up dying, or...
0: So I, I, I wasn't clear if it was a soccer or a football team. So I don't know where at exactly. They, they're called the Marshall University football team. Um, back in 1970, while on their way home from like a game, their plane crashed and took the lives of 37 players, eight coaching staff members and like 25 team boosters. I don't have any idea what a team booster is, but yeah, um, <laughs> they were all killed. <laughs>
2: Damn, it's getting dark. It's yeah, getting dark, yeah, man. man. This is <laughs> I had no idea. Had
0: absolutely no idea.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I had no clue this was a thing. Like I, I didn't even know. I always thought it was like a school bus, like a school bus crash. Right. I never realized it was a plane crash. Where, yeah. where is it? Was this in the original script or something? So like I mean, I've this is, no, dude, this is all news to me. I've never heard of this.
0: Oh, so I have no idea. I really don't know. Um, I, I looked it up a little bit online, just like kind of cruising through some fun facts, and um, mm-hmm. I didn't really you know do my research and do it too well. I just I okay. saw that story and I was like, well, this might be kind of cool to bring up. <laughs> um
2: yeah that's uh that's kind of fucked up yeah. anytime you hear about like a plane crash and anything even if it's fucking fictional it's still fucking i i i love to travel but i'm scared of planes so anytime i hear about shit like that i'm like damn that took a turn for the worst i, I love beetlejuice now every time i see that football team like damn they died in a fucking plane crash fuck yeah that's you exactly so... what i was gonna say <laughs> yeah
1: i was gonna say even worse every time now you take a flight you're just gonna be thinking about beetlejuice and be like damn i'm next
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna be thinking about them going up to juno and going like coach i don't think we survived that crash like fuck yeah yeah dude i never dude i always thought it was just like a school bus crash i don't i guess because there's they're they're in, they're in high school, right? Are they were they supposed to be adults or high school students? You know, I have absolutely no clue. Uh, I don't know if it's like a college class or like what.
1: I'm assuming it's a college team, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I dude for years I always thought it was a high school team for some reason i've been watching beetlejuice my entire life basically and i always just associated them with like, a, like a, a high school team i don't know for whatever reason because of how immature they come off right right like even though Judo's constantly telling them like hey you guys i'm not your coach like you guys gotta accept that you're dead and i love that they eventually accepted that they they fucking died so yeah dark dark shit man D- dark shit <laughs> grimy <laughs> yeah man uh,
0: yeah i'll never look at beetlejuice the same ever again because of this and uh, uh for better
2: or for worse i don't know which one <laughs> it's funny because when you when you look up beetlejuice like and you like read about it and trivia and the history of the film it was written as a horror film right with a serious I don't know if you guys know that but like a more serious tone. Oh yeah. But what happened was a lot of that shit kind of seeped into the finished product. Like when you think about it, Beetlejuice is a fucking pedophile. He wants to marry like a 16-year-old girl. And then all that like that's fucked up. The character of Beetlejuice is basically fucked up. And then you have like all the shit with like the 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 football team and suicide and some of that shit slipped through so I wouldn't be surprised if like that like this little These like characters that are only, you know, they're minor characters to the film have like dark, a dark backstory. What's the one dude that got hit by the bus in Beetlejuice? He's like the, he's not the caseworker because Juno's the caseworker. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Is it the guy that like floats through the walls kind of? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. He's like there, I forget what his position is, but like he got hit by like a fucking bus. Then you have like the Miss Argentina who, like killed herself oh yeah so sure. it's it, 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 a lot of like the weird like dark undertones from the original like concept of beetlejuice definitely like bled into the final product but it's still a fucking awesome movie you know oh yeah for yeah, sure and that's
1: why it makes the cartoon series so much more weird because i've i've always yeah. don't tried to be like wait 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 so they're best friends the girl that he like <laughs> tried to marry as an underage child bride yeah <laughs> oh man i don't know and this like, is on nickelodeon right now right? oh
2: man i don't know I, I, this is like a, this is a silly question, but technically he is a ghost, so maybe in the afterlife it's cool. I, I don't fucking you know what I mean. I guess I, not to like you know not that I agree with it, but I guess maybe because you know he's technically un, he's dead he's not alive. It's it's all right it's cool. She just wanted to be dead, Lydia. She you know she wanted to be with the Maitlands so. <laughs> 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 so he was you know he was willing to uh willing to kill her i guess that's another thing that's dark when you watch the movie she again she wants to be dead and beetlejuice at one point says he'll help her and we never find out what he was gonna do to like to help her we don't know if he was gonna kill her have her kill herself do some shit so again wa- watch beetlejuice and really pay attention to these small details. It's fucking twisted. And the football guys are awesome, by the way. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> had to go. Off. Yeah, we went a, off there. Had I to go. Off. Yeah, wrap it back around. Hey guys, it's all good. Uh, haunted, haunted hangovers. The uh, the tangent podcast uh, sometimes. So I. Uh, <laughs> It's bleeding into your show, too. Sorry about that. That's my bad, good. gentlemen. No, no, no. We, we get it. We get it for sure. <laughs> I, mean, I also love I love to go so. off on my own
1: rants. <laughs> I, I could do that all day, every day. Yeah. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes.
1: But yeah, uh,
0: back to the football players, um, these football players were uh, my favorite ghosts out of all of the the ghosts on the movie. Um, they really, it makes me wish I had like seven or eight close friends nearby so we could all go and like reenact with them <laughs> yeah. for Halloween. Like,
2: how fucking awesome would that be? Like a, a team of dead football players. That's one costume you you never see because you do need a bunch of people. Right. Maybe you'll see like one, one or two, but... That would be a sick, sick group costume if you could pull it off. Were the football players ever in the cartoon? I don't even remember. You know, I don't think so. Yeah, it's weird because the cartoon had so like all it had characters from the movie. But then it introduced a bunch of other like awesome looking like the, the, the designs of all the characters in the TV, the anime series are amazing. But I'm trying to think off the top of my head because I have the box set behind me and my like collection of movies. I'm like, wow, is the like are those guys in the in the cartoon like the football players? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I really don't have much speaking authority over the Beetlejuice cartoon. <laughs> I know that I've watched a couple of random episodes in between, but like it's great. Uh, No, other than that, I know nothing about the cartoon (laughs) other than that uh, Lydia and Beetlejuice are like the two main characters and their best friends and whatnot.
2: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, great, it's definitely a good Halloween watch. I recommend uh, watching an episode or two before October ends. Fuck it, watch it in November too.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say, there's a really, really killer, I mean, I've got the complete series, but there's a really good Halloween compilation DVD. I'm going to have to go on Amazon after and use the company credit card and send Grimey a copy because it's go. too good to pass up, man. you got to watch that this year. You'll love it. It had
2: a short run, too. It was only, like I think, like three seasons or something like that, right, Derek? If I, yeah, remember I think it's only I like it...
1: three or four. It, the, yeah. the box set is pretty small, so it's like yeah, pretty yeah, easy yeah. to rip through. But it's really great Saturday morning background cartoons. Uh, speaking of the cartoon, I don't like to plug things often, but I will say <laughs> – retro kid great little company very friendly with those dudes and they just put out some really really killer beetlejuice cartoon merchandise have you seen that stuff yet like the sweatshirts and the t-shirts that they just put out
0: uh, i yeah absolutely so cool
1: i I'm, I'm trying to think maybe i don't know
2: <laughs> i'm out of the loop i'm out of the loop sometimes with shit like that so <laughs>
1: it's really good so if anybody's listening and you're looking for a really really good sweatshirt and i say this genuinely it, it's probably like the best sweatshirt I own it's just so comfortable so worth the money go check that
2: out yeah I'm gonna have to check them out I don't I, I I think I've seen you post about them possibly I have to uh you might have to send me a link dm me their uh instagram so I can check them out
1: I'll dm I'll dm you I'll dm you dm me time. slide <laughs> in
2: my dms Derek slide, slide, in my I'll DM. slide in those dms boy <laughs> <laughs> sounds good when we think of a Bloody Mary, some of us may picture the spicy cocktail, the one containing vodka and tomato juice. Others may best know Bloody Mary from the ghostly folklore. You know the one. Step in front of a mirror and chant her name repeatedly. Upon uttering her name three times... or
1: All right, you guys ready for my first pick? Absolutely.
2: Yes, I. Hit me with it.
1: Bloody Mary, the drink. First off, <laughs> you want to start off with a little bit of tomato juice. You want to make sure that you have some good stuff to, to shove on a, a steak. Oh, come, come on. on. Some <laughs> not the drink. Not,
0: <laughs> not the drink. It, 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 isn't,
2: isn't sticking bacon in a Bloody Mary a thing? Isn't that like a fucking thing? I don't even... I've I, seen I don't it. drink Bloody you, Marys, but...
1: Yeah. When I was on vacation, I had quite a bit of them, and there was a lot of stuff in it, man. They were delicious, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Neither here nor there. We're not talking about a drink that comes with an appetizer built in. We're talking about Bloody Mary, the ghost the urban legend, the myth. So I've got a little bit of a backstory up here because I just realized as much as I like love Bloody Mary and I think it's really cool and really creepy, I never actually like looked up history behind it. So I'm going to do a little history reading for you people right now. Okay. okay. So first of all, I guess it's based off of uh, a queen of England, Henry's daughter or something like that. I don't know. I don't care about that history. I'm talking about like, the urban legend history. Okay, so basically, I don't know about you guys and what you've heard, but I've always heard that it's three times in the mirror with the lights off to make her appear in the bathroom. Is that what you guys have heard too?
0: Yeah, that's what I always heard. Uh, what, what exactly happens? I, I'm this is all new to me, so you're gonna have to explain what? like you would whoa, to a whoa, five whoa, year old. Go away, <laughs> right, You don't know this is all new to Bloody you. Bloody
2: Mary. Oh no! Yeah. What I'm saying
0: <laughs> is, you gotta explain it to me like I'm five years old. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, okay. Uh, I can do that. I just didn't know what you've heard personally in your region, because where it's an urban legend, I, I'm always interested to see like the variations from region to region. Because I'm Massachusetts, grimy. You're Pennsylvania, Louis. You're out in New York, right? Yeah, I got that right. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm good. I'm good.
0: Yeah. Here in Pennsylvania, we don't we don't know nothing about no Bloody Mary. <laughs>
2: I heard it, like, I remember it being a thing in elementary school. I remember, like, all, like, the shitty kids always telling people, like, oh, Bloody Mary's gonna get you. And, like, we'd run into the bathroom, turn off the lights, and they'd dare each other. Kids would dare each other to say it. I do remember, like, I do have, like, a memory or two. I was really young. I was probably, like, nine, ten max and I remembered, like, the shitty bathrooms in my public school and, like, kids daring each other. Especially, like, when the light would, like, burn out in the bathroom. Like, oh, go in there and say Bloody Mary. Like, that was the thing. So, that was my experience yeah, I, I with Bloody Mary. I love
1: that you brought that up because that's actually <laughs> what I was going to touch on next was I basically have that same story that you just told. Um <laughs> So I'm glad to know that, like, you and I were living the same Bloody Mary lifestyle over here on this That's East right. Coast. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I remember, like, when I was in elementary school, I used to do an after-school program because, like, my parents worked full-time jobs and couldn't pick us up always at 2.30. So sometimes we would hang out until, like, 4 or 5 o'clock. And it was always those kids... They were always like the shitty kids in the after school program and you'd just go in to like take your pee or whatever and they'd run in and they'd like slam the door closed and shut the lights off and then somebody would be like Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary and then you'd be like <laughs> screaming in a stall to yourself knock it off Oh God <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. um there was like this story that went around my elementary school one time that some kid actually did it. And it actually happened. And then, like, all the faucets turned on. And, like, winds started whipping in the bathroom. And then they never saw the kid again. So, of course, that got under our skin when we were a kid. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I've always known it as you go in the bathroom, you turn off the lights and close the door, and you say it three times in a mirror, either by yourself or with a friend, and she's supposed to appear in the mirror, right? And so reading through, like... Her little history here. Sometimes, I guess it can also be common that uh, you say her name thirteen times in a mirror. Which maybe oh, that's damn. why I've never seen her pop up in a mirror because I've <laughs> got time 10, for that. Thirteen that's goddamn times. I'm saying Jesus, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, there's some really interesting stuff here about Bloody Mary, where it's like. Um, a bride or a bride to be is supposed to walk up the stairs backward with a candle in her hand and then make her way to the bathroom and then and then say the name 13 times and then like some variations here it wasn't always bloody mary like sometimes the bride if she was unlucky she would see the the face of the grim reaper <laughs> which is wow. like really dark and kind of horrifying yeah. Um, but I guess also alternatively, like, it, it sort of started where they might, uh, if you did it on Halloween night, you might see the the face of your future husband in the mirror, too, which I what? thought was wow. really funny. <laughs> 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 oh like, my God. So it started as basically like uh, uh, Bride to be's fantasy and somehow ended up with kids like Horrified that they were gonna have some woman bust through the mirror and take them into <laughs> some like otherworldly rim realm, which I thought was kind of yeah. funny. But, so uh, odd. Wait, where do they right? say that? At? Super weird. This is uh, just on Wikipedia, so I don't know. Maybe it's somebody who just edited the page three hours ago and just trying to mess with me. But hey, it,
2: it's funny too because like, I think about it sometimes, and I, I don't know if you guys. Well, grimy, obviously you you didn't grow up hearing about bloody mary but like i always pictured her as just like a really pale woman wearing like a white dress covered in blood and then i always and, and derek this probably happened with you too they would combine candy man and bloody mary like rules they'd merge them so like bloody mary would have a hook as well and then i remember as a kid at the end of the original candy man when helen the because i love the original candy it's one of my favorite movies at the end, when Helen, spoiler alert, she sacrifices herself, she becomes a Candyman herself. She's in the mirror, and she's wearing a white dress and holding Candyman's hook. So she I always, as a kid, so like thought that's what Bloody Mary looked like, just covered in blood because she's Bloody Mary. So I, even Absolutely. as a kid, we, we thought Candyman was, it's funny because Candyman is just a story and just a movie, but we thought it was an urban myth just like Bloody Mary. We thought it was like a legit thing. So I just love how you know the two the two basically are the same thing obviously like Bloody Mary has to be an inspiration for candyman did you did you guys dare each other to say candyman five times in the mirror when you were kids was that a thing
1: I think I was like too young when candyman came okay. out because it wasn't ever really a thing so I never watched Candyman until I was in high school and I loved it. But Bloody Mary was like so ingrained in me from my childhood that it's kind of funny. When I watched Candyman for the first time, I knew nothing about it. And I, I watched yeah. it blind, and I was like, so this is just Bloody Mary? Yeah. Okay, I could get down with it because <laughs> at that point I hadn't seen a Bloody Mary movie. So I was like, all right, cool. So I think that's why I sort of got attached to Candyman was because yeah. of like that idea that it's basically Bloody Mary. Also, did you see that new Candyman movie that just came out? Because it was
2: excellent. I loved it. I know a lot of people are kind of like in the middle with it. I thought it was great. I I, I dug it a lot. So good.
1: I'm glad to know I'm
2: I'm in good company. Yeah, you're not you're not alone in that one. I thought it was a, a well made movie. I know there's a big hoopla, and like I'm very much attached to the original films. I remember seeing it as a kid, a very young kid. I was not supposed to see the original Candyman. So, spoiler again. Tony Todd's not in much of the new one. And I think people were upset about that. They weren't happy that the original Candyman wasn't in the film much. But it kind of made sense when you watch the two movies. Because the new one is just a sequel to the, just the original movie. Kind right. of retcon- retconning the, the sequels in between. But yeah, going back to like just being a kid. I just remember that being two two things. Just Candyman and Bloody Mary like hand in hand. Even though one of them was just... A character from a movie and and i just remember being a kid and people always kind of just fucking with, like, oh, candy Candyman's gonna get you bloody mary's gonna get you their husband and wife i i heard all kinds of crazy shit as a kid in the night <laughs> in the, in the, in, the early, in the early 90s in the fucking bronx in new york i just heard all kinds of stupidity but yeah that was <laughs> a that was definitely a thing So, and the new Candyman is awesome. It does rule. (laughs) Just want to throw that in there again. Fuck fuck the people that thought it sucked or was stupid. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it did a
1: really great job expanding on the lore of Candyman character, I think. But anyways, Uh, I guess back to (laughs) Bloody Mary. Candyman (laughs) kicks ass. Bloody Mary kicks ass. That was one of the few... Well, I mean, I was kind of a chicken shit of a kid. I was afraid of everything. But that was one (laughs) of the few things that just always freaked me out. And at any time there was like... The lights got shut off, or I was in the dark. I just had to get the hell out of there because I thought Bloody Mary was around the corner. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really scared me the way that Bloody Mary could. And I guess, just quickly, to round off my little section here, um... She's gotten a couple cool, like, bits and pieces in pop culture. Uh, I mean, I mentioned I just got back from Halloween Horror Nights. I know one year that was, like, their icon was Bloody Mary, so... Yeah. Pretty cool to see her getting her due down there. And then like the last urban legend movie to come out was based on bloody Mary. (laughs) Although that's, that's not one we talk about.
2: No, that was a rough one.
1: (laughs) And, uh, but on a, on a bright side, I guess to, to end it on a bright note, um, paranormal activity three, I know technically the ghost in the movie isn't bloody Mary. But the kids in the movie think that it
2: is. And I thought that yeah. was really rad. So That was cool. I remember that. That's the one that takes place in the 80s, right? If I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was cool that they combined the uh, the ghost and the kids using the legend of Bloody Mary um, yeah. to kind yeah. of fuck with them. Uh, did Did you Have you recently gone into your uh, bathroom, shut off the lights, light a candle, and said her name five times? Or three times, I should say. Look at that. I'm getting confused with Candyman. Have you tried again, times. Derek? Thirteen times. Maybe, maybe you should. Uh, you want to do an Instagram live? There you go, buddy. You can. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I, I I don't know. That's that's one of those things. I'm still like, yeah, no, we don't fuck around with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be a that would be a fun challenge. It's funny because there's a bunch of shitty, and I know again, I'm going off on a tangent here, but it does it does play back to a uh, bloody mary. There's a bunch of like shitty YouTube channels where people are like. I'm going to go into the bathroom and shut off the lights and light a candle and and say her name a million times, whatever the hell it is. And like they (laughs) said, they feel shit and they felt uneasy and the lights flickered. And a lot of it seems staged, but I I, I'd recommend going on YouTube and just looking up some fucking fools trying to fake, trying to fake fools, trying to fake people, (laughs) trying to fucking fake, trying to get those hits on YouTube with their bloody Mary videos. It is pretty funny. And, and and honestly, if, if if you could stage a really good like fake out YouTube video and, and say like it was like, try to pass it off as real, I'm sure that'd be kick ass. It might already exist, but yeah, that's a uh, that's something, Derek. Derek, I think you should uh, you should try it again, maybe one one night when you're Listen, bored. Listen, I'll say
1: I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this. All my life, my my mom and the older people in my life were always super anti Ouija board because they're like, you don't mess around with that. That shit's yeah. fucked up. And I never yeah. understood that. I'm like, it's a board game. It's fine. It's not even real. I get it now with Bloody Mary. Okay. I'm not. That's one of those things where like if I see a young kid doing it, I'm going to walk up to him and go, hey, kid, you don't want no part of this. Go home. Go go, go watch Caillou. You don't want any part of this.
2: You don't want none. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love the smell of fleshies in the morning.
2: <laughs> that that amazing, amazing. That so something a little lighter, a little more fun. My second pick is the they' the, they have I, I call them Casper's uncle, but their real name is the Ghostly Trio from the uh, 1995 film, Casper um i okay before i go into the characters themselves i i I think casper this movie is a little underrated especially when it comes to the halloween season i love hocus pocus i love nightmare before christmas but i feel like casper doesn't get the love it should be getting it does get played on free um what's called freeform or whatever the fuck that channel's called (laughs) like you'll see it play up there but it's never, it's never put up high on the pedestal for some fucking reason. That's, that's yeah, fair. That's my little rant about Casper, about Casper getting more love during the uh, the Halloween season. I feel, I feel like there should be more merch. There should be more shit that pertains to the Casper film.
0: Oh yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree. Sorry, I don't mean to stop you there, but no worries. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. Um, I was a huge fan of the nineteen ninety five film. Um, even a couple of the uh, ones that came after i was a big fan casper of but yeah meets nothing beats wendy 90, baby 95 film yeah, i actually really liked casper meets Wendy. it's got hillary duff what's good, not though. to
1: like it's it's killer man <laughs> now if they would just like do yeah, a 20 years good. later sequel combining casper meets wendy <laughs> with casper 95 and you get hillary duff and De- devon sawa to reprise their roles <laughs> dude we're in business multi-billion dollar. Yeah, sick.
2: <laughs> I hate to admit it. I've, I've never seen the sequels. I only know the 95 original. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen. It. I remember the like made for TV sequels and like the direct to DV, like direct to VHS, like DVD sequels. Right, right. But I never, I I've never, never watched them. I, I might have to, uh, I uh, sit down and give myself a little, uh, Casper marathon and just kind of watch all the sequels. But yeah, the ghostly trio Casper's uncle stretch, fatso and stinky i love those three guys i feel like without them the movie is not nearly as good they're fucking hilarious even though they treat casper like shit (laughs) he's basically their servant when you watch it he's like doing whatever the fuck they want i love the scene where, uh, uh, I forget his name in the movie, it's uh, Bill Pullman's character, he's the dad, he's Christina Ricci's dad in the movie. Where he has like his face off with them when he first meets them, and they jump inside of him and turn him into like, I think he turns to Mel Gibson, oh, yeah. the Crypt Keeper, yeah. and, and Clint Eastwood, it's fucking hysterical. And oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like, it's, it's I feel in any other movie, the three of them would be the villains, But they're like lovable assholes and it makes no sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like like when you watch the movie as an adult now. Because I actually watched it recently. And you're like these guys 100% would be the fucking bad guys in this movie. But they're just like lovable douchebags. Like they're getting drunk with the dad. They're playing. Even as a kid when they play that prank on him. Where like oh your wife's in the other room. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. He he goes into the room. They're playing like this majestic music. And then it's Fatso. Fatso comes in. Like dressed up as that. He's like, my man. And like kisses. (laughs) Like it's fucking ridiculous. I just love, love, love these fucking characters. And the movie, you know, as a whole. And I won't go into the movie too much. But it's like I have like a specific memory with it. I remember my mother uh, taking me to go see it. We went to Pizza Hut where they had the, like, hard puppet things. Do you guys know what I'm talking about?
0: I was going to say, I actually just wrote an article about all of this uh, this year um, for the Halloween season. Um, yeah. I just bought the uh, the hand puppets or whatever you want to call them from uh, Pizza yeah. Hut. I bought all four of them in one lot. And then I, I bought them just for this article. And I told myself, it's like maybe maybe one will show up at Goodwill. And you won't have to buy any of them. You can just get the one. But I, I caved yeah. and bought all four. <laughs> didn't two weeks later a Casper end up at the local Goodwill?
2: <laughs> oh my god, that's that sucks. The yeah. time, but at least you have all. At least you have all four of them. I yeah. had, I think I had Casper, if I remember correctly. I didn't have all four. And I just remember my mother taking again. Take, took me to Pizza Hut, got me the toy. We had pizza, and then we went to go see the movie right afterwards. And I was maybe what nine. I think at 95, 10, around that age. But yeah, it's it's a great movie. The characters are awesome. Um, I have like a little bit of trivia on them or a little bit of their backstory.
0: Oh, yeah. Hit us with it.
2: I didn't know this, but they were in the original cartoon, like the original Casper cartoon, the ghostly trio. But I, I don't have the names in front of me, but I think Fatso was the only one like that name. Was cr- crossed over into the film because Stretch and Stinky were specifically for the movie only. I, I never knew that because I'll be honest, I'm-, I'm a Casper fan of this movie, but not of the original cartoon that, that aired in like what the fucking 50s or some shit like that. Okay. Way-, way before my time. But yeah, I- that's like, I-, I found that really interesting because I-, I always thought they were strictly for the movie. I'd never, I didn't know they existed. You know, they predate the film. So that's fucking, that's cool. But yeah, they're dope characters, man. Just everything about them. The movie would not be as good without those three dudes. And I also wish we saw them in their human form. That would have been fucking cool. You want to
1: just see Raymond's brother? Just in his human form <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like
2: I just want to know What they look like Like we got to see What Casper fucking looked like he, The kid from Final Destination But yeah. like we want to know I want to know What fucking Stretch Fatso and Stinky Look like I love when you see their beds too There's that shot Where oh, like yeah. you see their three Like where they I guess where they slept Because they don't sleep anymore They're ghost But yeah man I always wish I was like man What the fuck does Stretch look like I could imagine him being like seven feet tall, really skinny and lanky, you know, Mm -hmm. big nose. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so yeah, the ghostly trio, Casper's uncles. They're fucking awesome.
0: So my next pick is the shadow creatures from the 1990 film Ghost with Patrick Swayze and I don't know how to pronounce her name is it is it Demi Moore or Demi
2: Moore like do you guys know I've heard both. You 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 put you put you put some respect on Demi Moore's <laughs> name all right man you got to you got to yeah, yeah you put you some gotta respect put a little, on Demi Moore's yeah, yeah. name goddamn That's it. yo dude that's fucking Demi, Demi, Demi Moore That's she's,
0: it it's Demi then Yeah Demi Moore you put some yeah, respect got, on her name <laughs>
2: You put respect on her name, all right, dude. That's all right. So you know, to me, <laughs> uh, 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 respect, respectfully. All right. She's she's a looker. She's a looker. Especially oh yeah, in yeah. Ghosts. She looks great in ghosts. <laughs> I, I can't so. disagree with that.
0: <laughs> but anyways, so <laughs> um have you? You guys have seen ghosts? Then I take it.
2: Yeah, of course. I fucking. I don't ghosts. know too many people. Yeah. Do you haven't. want to know
1: a fun fact before you get into it? Sure. Um. Patrick Swayze actually was really a method actor, and uh, he is still being a ghost
2: to this day. Listen, man, Patrick Swayze is royalty. All right, dude. Again, once again, <laughs> I can appreciate the joke, but put respect on my man's name. All right, fucking Patrick Swayze is a king. He's a god. You, guy, you all are. Right? You are not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, he
0: was, I mean, I don't know about everybody else's household, but he was certainly a god in my household. This is the only fucking guy that my mom ever watched on movies was between this and <laughs> what Dirty Dancing. Like, oh my God. Point Break? Oh, Come yeah, on, yeah. man. Yeah. Roadhouse?
2: <laughs> the Sways, man. The, the Sways.
0: sways. <laughs> but anyways, if you haven't seen this movie, Ghost, before I pulled this from Wiki, Swayze and Demi Moore star in, I I guess you could call it this, uh, romantic thriller. Um, The plot centers on Sam Wheat, who is played by Swayze, a murdered banker whose ghost sets out to save his girlfriend, Molly Jensen, who's played by Demi Moore. From the person who killed him through the help of a psychic, Oda Mae Brown, who is played by Whoopi Goldberg. Now, like I said, this was one of my mom's favorite movies, so we watched it a million times when I was probably four or five years old. And the movie starts out kind of lovey-dovey. You know, it showcases the couple. There's that classic scene where Swayze is behind Demi Moore, you know, kind of spooning her, and they're, like, you know, making the pottery together, that real classic scene. (laughs) Yeah. So, in the movie, when someone passes away, one of three things happens. They're either taken to heaven by the light beings, you stay in limbo if you have unfinished business like our buddy Sam, or you are dragged away to hell by these fucking extremely disturbing black ghosts called the <laughs> shadow creatures. So, you guys you yeah. guys know what I'm talking about then. Like, these things For sure. are fucking <laughs> scary. And they... Now, I have two big moments in my life when it comes to movies that, like, scarred me for life. One is the abduction scene in A Fire in the Sky. Oh, for sure. And this is the second one. These fucking creatures. Like, (laughs) what is the deal? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Dude, that the one. So that one actor, like the fucking skis bag, dude, he's he's like a pretty known Puerto Rican actor. He passed away from AIDS, I think like years ago. He's like the the scummy guy. The one that tries to like the the home. I don't remember if he's home. He's like a drug addict. The guy with the gun where he gets hit by the car and then the fucking ghost attack him. Dude, that scene. I remember seeing that as a kid and I had no clue what the fuck ghost was. And I thought it was like the most – I thought it was like the most terrifying horror movie for several years because all I saw was that scene and didn't even realize there was like a love story involved. Like I always was like, oh, that's that fucking scary-ass movie with those black fucking demon things that attacked that dude. But, yeah, that scene where he gets – you know what scene I'm talking about, right? Grand oh, gets yeah, him by the yeah, car, yep. And then they fucking get him because he doesn't realize he's dead. <laughs> dude, that fucking scared the shit out of me when I was like five. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember it took me years to re-watch Ghost Because I was kind of scared of it Until I was about like 11 or 12 And I was like, I'm going to watch Ghost And I was like, oh they look kind of fucking hokey, looking back at it now. Like, they're not as terrifying as I remember them, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, that was one thing I was going to mention. Like, looking back on it now, they kind of remind me, like, the way their mouths move and stuff. It reminds me of yeah. like South Park.
2: <laughs> Almost. I, I, they kind of, the, the CGI, the only thing I could compare it to is, like, the Frighteners. You guys know the Frighteners, right? Yeah, it yeah. It kind of looks like, like the CGI was, like, that era CGI yeah. where it didn't look great. But it is a good pick. Those were... I feel like people around our age, a little younger, even a little older, will admit that those are like terrifying. Like my best friend, he's, uh, how old is he? He's 42. He's, so he's a couple years older than me. And even he always is like, dude, that shit's scary. We had a conversation a year or two ago, I remember. He was like, dude, those things scared the shit out of me, and he was probably like 13 when that movie came out. So imagine, <laughs> he was already like a teenager almost. Well, even even me, dude. Like right now,
0: when I was, I haven't watched the movie <laughs> since I was probably like 10 or 11. Right now, yeah. just like going back on YouTube and like revisiting it, I like treaded lightly, yeah, yeah. very lightly. I was like, oh fuck, do I want to watch <laughs> this again? Just like the noises that movie. they make, and like, <laughs> yeah. and when they're like dragging these people away. They just look yeah, so fucking dude. horrified, like they're screaming. They're like, "Oh fuck, he's got me!" <laughs> like I got PTSD.
2: <laughs> it's intense as hell too, because and you know what, you know what I could compare it to a more recent film where it kind of had the same effect in, on me as an adult when I went to go see it in the theater. Uh, drag me to hell. Remember the last scene where she thinks she got away, and then the fuck. Do you guys know the movie? Or you guys? Oh, yeah, I
0: haven't watched that one.
2: Okay. I know so what you're talking it, about. I, I, spoiler, spoiler alert. Okay. Because Grammy <laughs> hasn't seen it. But at the end of this film, I won't talk about the rest of the movie. This girl is dragged to hell by these demons. And I was already an adult when that movie came out. Because that came out, what, 2010, I think? So, yeah, I was already in my 20s and shit. So, um, I remember that scene. I remember when I left the theater being like, wow, that reminded me of Ghost. Like, the impact it had on me. I was like, oh, shit, that was kind of fucking, that was a brutal way to go. Like, it was fucking scary. So, like, that's something more recent that I can compare these, like, demons. What are they called? Is there even a name for them? They're called Shadow Creatures. Oh, just, just shadow. Did you, I thought you made that up? No, nope, <laughs> that's what they're called. As far as right. now, I'm
0: not 100 percent sure if that's official, but everything I looked up before I, we did this, it said shadow creature. So I'm going with that.
2: Yo, if I saw a shadow creature in real life, I'd shit my pants. Oh, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> if I was slaying in bed, I just I just fucking see this fucking dark thing flying through the streets towards me. Oh shit! <laughs> there go, there goes my underwear.
0: All right. <laughs> Yeah, shadow creatures, they can fuck right off.
1: One more quick thing before you uh, hop off this subject that I think you specifically will be um, interested in, grimy and I'm curious to see if uh, you remember this at all. Again, a little bit before my time, the only reason that my family had a copy of Ghost on VHS was because of McDonald's. Do you know what I'm
0: talking about? Oh, God. I know that there was like a tie in.
1: Yeah, they were doing this promotion back then and I don't know like what the other movies might have been, but mm-hmm. uh oh okay, I found it here. Um it looks like they're being sold for like five ninety nine, somewhere around there. Either seven ninety nine or five ninety nine. But like if you bought food and you paid that extra money. You could get a VHS tape, like, at McDonald's. (laughs) So, like, my dad must have went there and gotten, like, a Big Mac for lunch. And then they were like, do you want to buy a copy of Ghosts for $6? And he was was probably like, damn, I can have a date night for only $6 and lunch. I'm in.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. Here, do you want to give your kids diabetes and also PTSD all in one (laughs) night? (laughs)
2: dude i remember when like restaurants did that like when they would give out movies with like your meal like if you get this like i remember pizza hut did it with ninja turtles like the first ninja turtles movie oh yeah they they, like you buy a like you go out to dinner and then you can get the vhs for a discounted price you never you never got it for free or included so it'd be like 9.99 plus your bill whatever you ended up ordering so I mean they should bring that back. I'm I'm saying I will do that right now. Are you kidding
1: me? I'd go like buy pizza every Friday night if I could get a freaking movie with it. That's sick. I love that. I don't like this dream.
2: You said you were dreaming.
1: All right. So my next pick is based off of probably one of my favorite horror movies ever and books one of my favorite horror novels ever any guesses as to what it could be any guesses i
2: i, I know what it is but i'm cheating right now so that's why <laughs> i was gonna say you guys have
1: like an outline yeah of i was about to say, it's <laughs> say. Very fair. I, I, can um. i can
2: i take a guess <laughs> is it
1: hey why don't you take a crack at it what do you think I'm going to pick?
2: Does it involve animals uh, being buried and coming back to life and people?
1: <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's the drink Bloody Mary. Uh, Fuck! Have you heard of this? Have you tried
2: <laughs> <laughs> it? Thought I, I, thought I, I thought I had it right. It, it was close. No. Uh,
1: no, yeah, you got it right. Um, it's Victor <laughs> Pascal from Pet Cemetery. Um, So I don't know about you guys, this was like one of the very first horror movies that I ever sat down and watched and it really scared the shit out of me when I was a kid because it wasn't like anything I had ever seen before Um, and then that inspired me to pick up the book and then I have very bad ADD so I didn't get through the book. But then years later, through the magic of the internet, this thing called Audible existed. (laughs) And then (laughs) Michael C. Hall, which many of you people uh, know him as Dexter, is reading that book on Audible. That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I found out about that a couple of years ago. And I was like, well, I got to listen to it now because I love the movie so much. And uh, not only did I listen to it a couple of years ago, but I actually just finished up my second re-listen of the book um just like a month month and a half ago mm. and man not only is it like one of Stephen King's best stories that he's ever put out there but this is probably one of the best readings of a book that I've ever listened to he's just so good he like he plays the the parts of all the characters so well like he does well okay let me let me go off on a little tangent here did anybody here Watch the remake of Pet Cemetery. I have
2: not yet. I did. Trash. Don't yeah. watch it, Louis. I what'd you think? I, I didn't like it. I, I wasn't so Pet Cemetery. The I don't know what it was about this new version, but it was missing that bleakness of the original. Because that original movie is fucking depressing. Like when you watch it, and if you think
1: that movie yeah. is depressing, the book is even more. That's depressing. what I've it's heard. Like a case study yeah. in grief. Like you feel so awful. Yeah, and I, that have movie, it. I have. Yeah, a you're copy right. Of it's, it. it's missing
2: that. I have to read it. It's Stephen King's books are fucking ridiculously long, but <laughs> the dude, the dude describes a piece of dirt on the ground, and that's like one page. Um, but that's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I do I do love the the eighty nine. It's eighty nine, right? If I remember correctly, right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Um, yeah. eighty nine film is great. I the new one, um, yeah, I didn't like. Spoiler alert: the swapping of who dies first, the kids with the kids. Like I didn't, I didn't like that it was the daughter yeah. instead of the son. Um, and I don't know. Like I said, it was just kind of missing, and it had some good actors. Like Amy Simmons was in that, and I love her. She's great in most of the stuff she's in. Uh, the dude that played uh the dad, I. I forget his name but he, He's not He's one of those actors When I see him in something I'm like eh I don't really fucking care um, But yeah it, just, it was missing that depressing atmosphere I don't know why John Lithgow was in it And he's fucking great But he didn't even fucking save it He's not He's nowhere near as good as Fred Gwynn <laughs> in the original Damn right and that's yeah. what i was gonna say because so, so. i know i went off on a little bit of a tangent
1: here and now i'm just talking about like my love of the movie <laughs> yeah. and the book uh, yeah, instead yeah. of the ghost that i'm supposed to be focusing well on. well but i ghost, think i'm just
2: sort of setting it up for that the ghost um, the ghost in the remake even he doesn't make as much of an impact as in the original right. film it's so uh, it was just it's an odd it's odd that it's the same story but but they weren't able to capture that, that depressing fucking atmosphere. It's weird. It's one of those things that's it's, it's so strange. And and again, it, it has great directors behind the scenes, good cast, just weird execution. It looked execution. good. It was like yeah. a beautiful looking movie. Yeah, it dude. Was just so.
1: Blah,
2: I don't know what you know? else. Did, did, have you ever seen Starry Eyes? Have you, either of you seen that horror film? I think it was twenty fourteen. Same yeah, guys directed yeah. Pet Cemetery, the one like the new one. It's the same dudes. Oh, I didn't realize that. And Story Eyes wow. is a bleak, depressing, brutal movie. That last act is fucking crazy. And the fact that they couldn't like take that and make the new Pet Cemetery feel the same way, I I it blew my mind. I was like, really? I don't know. I think I it's know. studio meddling. Yeah, I think it's, Hollywood. it's studio <laughs> it's Fucking just it. Hollywood. It's yeah, yeah. It's just and yeah. and, they, and those guys are phenomenal filmmakers and they have not made they haven't directed a single thing since, which is fucking sad. So. Yeah. That's well, that's, that that's, that's sad. They're that's my uh, blacklisted now. That's my my tangent on the <laughs> shitty remake of Pet Cemetery. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm
1: glad that you feel the same way cuz that was sort of where I was trying to get get at. Is that yeah. like the movie no good uh, especially as much as I love John Lithgow and I really do. He's a great actor. He's the fucking he man, is not yeah. Judd Crandall. No. He is not even close to Judd Crandall, No. but like now I'm walking backwards and that's, I was saying that because the, um, audiobook uh, with Michael C. Hall, he's actually doing a, a main voice that's similar to that voice that Fred Gwynn does in the original one. Yeah. And it, it's perfect. It's like, it's spot on. You never think like, oh, this is kind of hokey or whatever. Um, but yeah, so the book is really great. And in listening to the book, it's kind of funny how much I benefited from watching the original 89 movie first yeah. before listening to and reading the book because Victor Pascal, now we're finally back to the ghost. <laughs> um, he's played by in the 89 movie by, uh, an actor called Brad Greenquist and actually looking at him now on IMDB, his, his photo. He's actually been in quite a few things. He looks very familiar to me, but it's funny because how he looks in the original Pet Cemetery is just how I see this character now. Yeah, just oh, yeah, a young thin guy. Um, you know, his whole the the character's whole story is that um he's a student at a university where Lewis, the main character of Pet Cemetery, is working as as the doctor on campus. And, uh, basically Victor Pascal, he's like this really great tale of just like tragedy of wasted potential. Cause he was young, he was in shape. Like he had a really great group of friends. He was smart and he's just like killed first day of school while he's out for a run, you know? And it's pretty gnarly how he ends up looking in that first yeah. movie. Um, his head is just cracked open, uh, you know? He dies right there in the in the medical ward with Lewis. And um I mean as the movie goes on and as the story progresses in the book, um this, like I said, is is how I picture the character. I can't see Victor Pascal as anything other than what he looked like in that eighty nine movie. Yeah. And he's just he's got these really like yellowy green contacts in he's got just like blue skin. He just looks But there's something so weird about him in ghost form because as creepy and horrifying as he is to look at, he, he feels like like a safe character. Do you know what I'm trying to get yeah, at? Yeah, I can, I
0: can agree with that.
1: For sure. He looks awful and it's a scary situation because it's this very clearly dead person coming back to interact with Lewis, mm-hmm. but he's very well-intentioned, right? right? Like yeah. He's trying to help him. Exactly. Even though he wasn't able to fulfill like a long life here on earth, like this ghost is trying to like live up to his potential that got cut short here as being immortal. In trying to warn Lewis, like, don't go up into the pet cemetery, don't do what he's gonna tell you to do, like, and he keeps repeating that line: "The soil of a man's heart is stonier." And then you know that that keeps echoing throughout the movie and the book and whatever. But right. uh, yeah, I, I just think he's a really cool ghost and just like very unsettling yet very almost like he's your friend in a way you know he just either he he's there to scare you but like he means well while he does it
2: yeah he's the only person that makes any like besides like Fred Gwynn obviously who's trying to help him help uh listen Lewis right the main character he's the only other right. person that's really like he means well he's not trying to he's not like a scary ghost he's the he's He's scary, but not in like the traditional way you would think of a ghost. Uh, but going back to his design, dude, my earliest memory in a video store is seeing the original Pet Cemetery VHS cover. And you see his eyes, like you mentioned yeah, his eyes before. His eyes. Yeah. And then like a little bit of like the flap of his like skull coming down, like blood on the side. It almost looks like black tar. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing that cover as a kid and being like, what the fuck is this movie about? You know, so I, I just—it's one of my earliest memories of just seeing a VHS like on the shelves. It always fucking freaked me out. And Pet Cemetery again is just a fucked up, fucked up movie. The only movie that can make the Ramones fucking terrifying is fucking Pet, Pet Sematary. <laughs> yeah. you know I fucking That's Sheena right. is a punk rocker as they turned that fucking happy song into some brutal shit with a fucking toddler being run over by a semi it's fucking crazy that's right Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) actually you know what's really cool too because i know you haven't read the book yet um i didn't realize it but the ramones actually play like a fairly recurring part in that book not the band but like their lyrics and the band itself is referenced quite a bit uh by lewis and like lewis is singing the songs to himself in his head and uh, like the lyrics pop up at uh, a lot of different times. So it really made sense that they ended up doing you That's know, awesome. the Pet Cemetery song and being involved in the movie, the original yeah. movie, because they were actually in the book quite a bit. So I thought that was really cool.
2: Yeah, they have a song in the sequel too, Poison Heart. That song is a fucking banger. Both. (laughs) If you guys have never heard the 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 Pet Pet Cemetery Two is fucking Pet Cemetery Two is better than the fucking remake. So um, (laughs) Pet Cemetery Two is pretty good. I'll give it to you. I like and it's got a fucking great Halloween scene. So there you go. And it's got an awesome Poison Heart. Poison Heart is fucking. That's a great Ramon song. So
0: well, now I feel like I have to watch Pet Cemetery Two. So good.
2: And again, fucking bleak, dude. There's like there's two character deaths in that movie where I'm like. Oh, that's fucked up. Like, I didn't get that from the fucking remake for whatever reason. So sorry, Pet Cemetery. So Hollywood, if you're listening, <laughs> make a better
1: Pet Cemetery, please. When Thank was you. that? 2019, right? Yeah, it was right before the world ended and yeah. shut down. So somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what caused us. Yeah. The world to end was it was, it was such <laughs> a bad remake that everybody decided that's it. We're packing it up.
2: We're done for a while. <laughs> We're done. We're just'll we'll blame we'll blame blame the pandemic on pet cemetery 2019 hey I'm, I'm okay with it at this point it wasn't Borat
1: it was pet cemetery <laughs>
2: So my third and final pick is the character, the spirit from the game Dead by Daylight. So let me let me break down to you guys what Dead by Daylight is. So it's an asymmetrical horror game. Basically, the way the my best way of, of, of kind of telling you the logistics behind it is you play as either a killer or a survivor. Now, the goal of the survivors is to basically I think I'm trying to see what's the best way to describe it. They're trying to fix a generator. And when you fix five generators, you're able to open this gate and escape the map. Now, in the process, someone is playing as a killer, one of like 30 at this point, because the game's been around for five years, six years. And you have to find these survivors and hook them twice on these leatherface type hooks. And they're basically uh, sacrifices to the entity. There's a whole big backstory to this game. There's like a fucking mythology behind it. I'm not going to get into it because it's very convoluted (laughs) and very long. But it's a video game, an asymmetrical online video game for survivors versus a killer. You have to survive and escape the map. Uh, basically, the map, the round, the the, the the world you're in. Okay. Now, this character, the spirit, she also has a very lengthy backstory, which I won't get into. Uh, she's Japanese, and her real name is Rin Yamaoka. I'm probably butchering that. Rin Yamaoka.
0: Well, I looked it up earlier, and that's about what it sounded like to me. So. <laughs> yes. You might be pretty close. <laughs>
2: So when it comes to Dead by Daylight, I'm a survivor main. So I mostly play as survivor, but I do enjoy playing as killer when I'm frustrated playing as survivor. <laughs> like when I'm like, <laughs> fuck, and I'm not escaping these rounds. So I, I just always loved her design and I'll get into her power because each killer in the game, each killer has a different power that they can use. Now, her look, in a nutshell, she kind of looks like a Ringu-like uh, what's the other one? Grudge type Japanese ghost character.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Dude, I just looked her up for the first time. Yeah. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah. quite the horrifying ghost. I, uh... Yeah,
0: she's very, very crazy looking.
2: She's half naked where she's she just has like these white bandages covering her, her lady bits. She's got these gashes and cuts all over her body. She's got these shards of glass stuck in like her arms and legs and head and face she's got these white pupils and her power now is she can basically teleport i think it's called shift in the game and she can she turns invisible and can teleport from one side to to the other like shift almost in a way and you can't see her but she and she can't see you but she can catch up to you very quickly and then she's got this katana sword that she can swipe at you to, to knock you out. Because you can take two hits in Dead by Daylight. But yeah, it's a really creepy-looking character. In the game, when she's coming and you hear her, she has like these cries like of pain. And her bones are kind of cracking. So I'm not oh, going to wow. make the sound effect here. If you guys YouTube <laughs> this, you'll hear it. And it's really unnerving and gets under your skin. And I just think she's a, it's a sick design. And, like, a sick character. If you're playing the game and you go up against, like, a really fucking brutal spirit. Like, someone that knows how to play. It could be, like, just fucking so much anxiety when you're fucking playing against her. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> some, I've seen people quit the fucking, like, rage quit. Because they're like, fuck this spirit. Because I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm not gonna fucking survive this round. Like, basically. Um, but, yeah, she's just fucking great. And I love Dead. I'm a fucking Dead by Daylight, like... I live and die by that addi- my addiction for that game. It's the only video game I play religiously currently. You know, the last game I think I beat with like a storyline was Resident Evil Village, but because I'm a Resident Evil fan, but yeah, Dead by Daylight, man. And what's cool about Dead by Daylight is they get licensed killers. So like Michael Myers is in it, Leatherface, uh, cool. they just got Pinhead. Uh, Who else is in it? Pyramid Head from Silent Hill.
0: Stream, right?
2: Yeah, Ghostface is in it. Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis from Resident Evil uh, Three is in it. Uh, Freddy Krueger. It's the remake Freddy Krueger because that's the only one they can license, unfortunately. Uh, The only person they're missing right now is Jason, and hopefully, you know, since since stuff worked out with this case that was happening, this lawsuit, you know, hopefully Jason pops up in Dead by Daylight because I think it would be sick. There's rumors that Candyman. Might make an appearance or Chucky, which I don't know how they'll do that. And each killer is so unique. Like I always tell people, people are always like, look, if you're a horror fan and you love horror movies and you like video games, play Dead by Daylight. It's it's hard in the beginning. And right now I know I'm fucking hawking the game like I work for them, but like it's hard in the beginning. But once you pick it up, like once you pick up how to play and you, you you know how it works and, you know, using survivor perks and shit like that, it's a lot of fun. It's super fucking addictive. My fiance is not a big gamer and she used to always watch me play. So when I'm not editing and working on shit, I tend to just play or watch a movie. And she's seen me play so much over the years that she's become a fucking Dead by Daylight player just by watching me play she goes on youtube and watches other people play she's fucking addicted now so yeah dead by daylight's awesome the spirit is a sick character sick fucking design and yeah i'll fucking defend that game till the day i die dead by daylight's great (laughs) the spirit rules we can't leave charlie with that
0: thing i
1: don't know how to stop it
0: maybe i do it's made of water right What's your recipe? Mix water with manganite and... My last pick is the spirit from The Tale of the Dead Man's Float from Are You Afraid of the Dark? This is episode one of season five. There's two main characters, Zeke and Clarice. They find an abandoned swimming pool at their school. Zeke is a nerd. He's kind of like the science geeky kind of kid. Uh, He's afraid of water, and Clarice is actually on the swim team. Clarice teaches Zeke... To swim and return for Zeke's help with her science homework. While they're in the pool, Zeke smells like this acidic smell in the air and directly after that he's dragged down to the bottom by like an, an invisible spirit that lives in the water. Now this episode, I, I know that Jaws usually makes people afraid of oceans and stuff like that. This went a step further and made me terrified of like All kind of water like not just (laughs) the oceans like pools and everything else in between this thing was terrifying just thinking about it today even uh, not knowing what's pulling you down into the water is just that that freaks me out a lot Um, at some point since they can't see the spirit Zeke gets the idea to throw a chemical called methyl orange in the pool which reacts to the acid then you can see the spirit and when you start seeing the spirit It's just this, like, red skeleton. It looks like it has, like, this old sea matter kind of like a, uh, I don't want to say a mold, but like an algae or something. But it's all, like, blood red colored, you know? And, uh, Louis, you might know, because you listen to metal and stuff sometimes. Do you know the cover for Dying Fetus's, what is it, Reign Supreme?
2: yeah i don't know what you're talking about it kind
0: of reminds me of that like that red skeleton (laughs) sitting in the throne like as soon as i bought that album a few years ago i was like wow that really reminds me of that uh the spirit from uh are you afraid of the dark
2: yeah i could definitely see that wow i never put those two together (laughs) and i was like oh shit you're right maybe that was the inspiration for that fucking album cover yo dying fetus is sick by the way Oh yeah, I love dying fetus. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: absolutely. But uh yeah, so fun fact, towards the end, this might be a spoiler if you haven't seen this before. Uh Zeke throws this chemical called manganite on the spirit and it like explodes as it hits the water. Supposedly this doesn't happen at all. I don't know what happens, but that doesn't happen, so I guess I'm a mythbuster now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you brought up dying fetus. Um you know what else this reminds me of? Did you ever see that movie, It Follows?
0: It Follows. No, I don't think I've seen that.
2: Grimy. You got to step it up, man. You got to watch It Follows, dude. Dude. Yeah, it yeah, follows. Change that tonight. <laughs> we, we,
1: we're making lists for Grimy now.
2: Dude, It Follows was probably the best movie to come out. What was it, 2014? Right? Or 2015. something like that dude yeah. probably the best movie to come out that year so fucking good hmm.
1: but you know what i'm talking about then louis that, oh, for that sure. pool scene right? oh yeah
2: so good i
1: wonder if they uh were big fans of are you afraid of the dark for inspiration they there like possibly you know <laughs> it- what would be sick is if we did it on the
2: same budget but with nicer <laughs> cameras <laughs> this was probably the most like graphic of all the creatures i could think of. like off the top of my head just i'm a huge are you afraid of the dark fan like Dave and I on the show always constantly talk. Like, we always reference Are Afraid of the Dark* somehow, but yeah, it's probably the most graphic looking.
0: Even oh, though it's yeah. that
2: red, the red stuff's not supposed to be blood. Right. That's yeah. what it. That's what it looks like. So yeah. The the skull face and the gooiness of it and the nastiness of it. It definitely, to me, it always. It's probably the most grotesque of all the creatures. The only other one I could think of is, remember that episode? I forget the name of the episode where there's like a giant green monster under the, I think it's a school or the building and it blows up or what whatever. I you're talking yeah. about. But I don't know what's like, it's called. Like that's probably, or the ghastly grinner. He's pretty scary or, or Zebo. but. Oh yeah, for I, sure. This dude is probably the grossest of all the characters, like all the bad, like the spirits and monsters on, um, are you afraid of the dark? He is, he is pretty, like, if you're six and you accidentally watched this in 1994 or whatever year this came out, you probably were fucking terrible. You had nightmares that night because he's fucking scary.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was, that was definitely me.
2: (laughs) You watched Ren and Stimpy and then this shit went on. You were like, fuck. It was like Rugrats and then this. You were like, shit, why did this happen?
0: (laughs) And, like, you don't really expect it to be that bad. Like, you know, it's not going to be good when he appears, but then, like, that pops out, and you're like, holy fuck. Like,
2: what is that? (laughs) Fucking nasty. Such a dark show. I feel like kids' shows now, like, I was trying to watch, like, they have an anthology, R.L. Stein uh, Mm -hmm. type show. I only watched, like, a little bit of the first episode. I'm assuming it's anthology from, I wasn't paying attention 100%, but it was so, like, PG. It was too. Too neutered for me And I was like Wow are you afraid of the dark You know what I mean oh, like I get ahead, what you're saying ahead, ahead Ahead of it's time Ahead of yeah, it's time It was Yeah man. like It's it really just was. like What the what the show Did With some of these Creature effects And some of the endings And, and some of the Like mm-hmm. some of them Have some fucking Dark endings Like it's kind of Fucked up The only other show I could think of That kind of compared to it Was the R.L. stein Haunting hour um, That has some Pretty Fucked up creature designs that remind me of like some of the are you afraid of the dark creatures including this guy your pick um do you, are you guys familiar with that show
0: uh no not not really no oh, i haven't Dude, watched any of that
2: there is an episode not again tangent <laughs> there yeah, is no, an episode uh, um in like in rl R. stein's the haunting hour where there's a school mascot right mm-hmm. but no one knows who portrays the school mascot and he's been there for like 50 years he's all dirty looking but he always comes out whenever the the team plays and he dances and stuff and i'm not going to spoil it but it's probably the most fucked up dark ending to an episode of a children's show and this guy that you picked this fucking ghost pool ghost reminds me of some of the creatures from that show and that's more contemporary so yeah man it's a fucking great great pick and watch R.L. Stein The Haunting mm-hmm. Hour because that's got some twisted fucking endings too, man. There's a couple of episodes in that show I want to cover like on my show because there's a Halloween one too, dark, dark fucking ending where I was like, wow, this aired on the Family Channel. What the fuck, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> this was for t- this was TV fourteen. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Now that that's like an, an
0: older series. Then
2: what? R. Stein The Haunting Hour. Yeah, no, it was one. like it was like mid, like like 2010, I think. 2011 was the last. It only lasted two to three seasons. Um, so it's probably like a decade old now. But dude, gotcha. you want to watch some stuff that'll remind you of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And like your pick right now, watch some of these Arlstein Haunting Hour episodes. Like rent them or get them on Amazon because they're fucking. They're fucking tough, man. They, have, they, they they go to some dark places. I'm even fucking surprised for a kid show.
0: I'll have to get on to that because, like, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was kind of my intro to horror. I wasn't really allowed watching a lot of this stuff when I was a kid, um, mainly because I was afraid of everything. Um, like we were talking about Ghost, the movie Ghost earlier. Like, that was enough to set me off. So <laughs> stuff like this was yeah, just yeah. that much worse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is The Haunting Hour. That sounds like it would be right up my alley.
2: Yeah, if you dig Are You Afraid of the Dark, you'll dig uh, The Haunting Hour. Like, they had a lot of similarities. It sucks that there's no kids show like that. Like, like that they're not this edgy in 2021, you know? Every time I oh, watch yeah, these old shows, sure. even 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 Goosebumps had some pretty fucking dark episodes. There were a lot of hokey ones, don't get me wrong, and silly shit. But, yeah. and, Are, and Are You Afraid of the Dark had that, too. Yeah. Um, but like I forget, does this one have a dark ending? Does this one end, like a like a fucked up ending or no? I don't remember. No, not
0: really. So he just kind of like he throws that manganite on him and he just dissolves in the water and that's, and that's pretty it. much it.
2: <laughs> be gone, pool yeah. ghost. <laughs> like yeah. gone. Um It's funny. I was watching. Uh, I watch Art of the Dark all the time. I throw it on in the background and I, and I think this episode played the other day in the background while I was like editing or something. And uh, there's another episode, and let me know if you guys are familiar with it, where the kid's obsessed with playing with like video games and pinball machine, machines and shit. And he okay, stays yeah. in the mall after at, at night. Speaking of fucked up endings, I love how he beats like the, He survives and beats the like challenge that the game was mm-hmm. because he he goes into the game in the mall at night, and it ends with a giant like pinball coming down to like kill him or crush him or whatever (laughs) and that's how it fuck i'm like wow that's a
0: it just fucked up ending i love i do
2: i love i love endings like that especially on kids shows fuck it not everything's gonna be happy (laughs) <laughs> you, absolutely you need some you need some fucking uh you need some some rough shit there you know some,
1: sometimes the kids just gotta die man yeah fuck
2: it <laughs> fuck it but no kids died in this one lame bummer <laughs> <laughs> bummer bummer <laughs> bummer <laughs> yo dude real quick I, I was like um the new halloween movie right that just came out what is it halloween kills I was like, there's that scene where, like, you see, like, the annoying kids, like, they're talking like, Lindsay Wallace or whatever. And she's like, guys, run away. And you see Michael holding the, uh, like, the skull mask from Halloween 3 that I think that one of the kids were wearing. Silver Shamrock. Yeah, Yeah. the Silver Shamrock mask. I was like, why did they show that fucking kid get slaughtered by Michael? Because you see a kid get fucking killed in, like, the 2018 Halloween. So I was like, wow. See, it still happens today, even though they're adult films. That fucking Michael Myers is slaughtering the fucking kids. The ch- the children the children's shows need to n- need to start showing that side of it, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sorry if I got a little fucking rough there with my ch- slaying of, <laughs> slaying of children. If you guys want to cut that out, you can. I'm just being a little silly tonight.
1: No, we're keeping the killing the kids in. That stays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're
1: Marley
0: and Marley, avarice and greed. Took advantage of the poor, just ignored the needy. We specialized in causing pain, spreading fear and doubt. And if you-
1: all right, fellas, it's been a wild ride, but all good things must come to an end. Both this show and the Halloween season, am I right? Am I
2: right? Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> we are doing a ghost show. Christmas is coming up now sadly so i figured okay (laughs) let me think this through what am i what am i gonna do here we've talked about a lot of spooky ghosts so far our bloody marys our uh not so much fatso but you know the dead football team all that what can i do looking forward to to the upcoming season ahead of us what can i pick and i decided okay i thought to a muppet's christmas carol Marley and Marley, the ghosts of... uh, (laughs) I didn't know their names until today. Like, I love the Muppets, but shame on me for not knowing this. The two old men. I just always refer to them as the two old men. Uh, (laughs) Their name is Statler and Waldorf, apparently. So, (laughs) learn something new every day, I guess. But, uh, yeah, my third and final pick of the evening are Marley and Marley from the Muppets Christmas (laughs) Carol. I mean, (laughs) this was a movie that I watched... All the time when I was a kid, because my dad was a huge fan of this movie, which I think is really funny. My dad hates musicals. My dad really <laughs> doesn't care about Christmas movies. It's always been like my mom's thing. But for whatever reason, the Muppets Christmas Carol is just his jam. And he's always like, well, we're we going to watch Muppets Christmas Carol. We're going to watch that tonight. Can we, wa- can we watch that tonight? He's like always begging to watch it. So... We, I grew up with that movie and that's just something that was in rotation, heavy rotation for us for a long time. And, uh, I think I I will say this. I love the story of a Christmas Carol. I don't know why I love it as much as I do. It seems really weird and like out of character for me mainly because it's just one of those stories. It's just, it's overtold at this point. There's just so many adaptations of it, but, uh, I'll watch all of them all the time, and I never get sick of them. <laughs> and this one might actually be my favorite adaptation, I think just because of the repeat viewings. But this was always, like, my favorite part of The Muppets Christmas Carol just because of their song. It's so good. Just super catchy, man. Just, where Marley and Marley,
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> I always remember that, dude. I always – I was about to say, like, that song – I haven't watched this movie in probably, like, 15 years, but, like, I can – vividly I can hear that song with like them float. aren't they like ooh? isn't like something right. that they're doing in between yeah <laughs> I'm like I can hear it I love the Muppets but I, it's like I can hear the as soon as you said Marley and Marley I, I hear the song in my head
1: it just plays in your head man that's what yeah. it does oh yeah so catchy so catchy. And, catchy and the chains and everything and I'll, I'll yeah, say yeah. this I'll say this because I thought about this long and hard and I was just like you know for the longest time when I hadn't seen another adaptation of of A Christmas Carol I was confused the first time That I saw a different adaptation That there weren't Two Jacob Marley's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No actually I'm right there right.
0: with you because that That's exactly uh, From my point of view as well Like, Because this is the first adaptation I've seen Of it and like Cause then I watched what Scrooged after that, and yeah. I, like you said, there's so many of them, and yeah, I agree. It was so weird to see that there wasn't two of them. I was just
2: always like, "Come on, guys! You're trying to tell me you've never seen the one with Michael Caine, the boring what, okay. one." Is it my Isn't it? Isn't like I think there's one with Michael Caine. If I remember, I've seen it before, like once, but I remember him being in like a in a Christmas Carol adaptation, and so was uh, who was Scrooge? In the Muppet Christmas Carol That was carol. Michael Caine
0: yeah. Was
2: it Michael Caine? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of Wait, yeah. you know what it is? You know what I'm getting it confused with? Patrick Stewart was in a oh, fucking Christmas okay. Carol I'm getting that confused I was going to say, it? I was like, wait a yeah. minute, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Michael Caine is in a my, Dude, I haven't watched a Muppets Christmas Carol in like fucking 15 years But yeah Yeah, um, it's been a while for Patrick's, me Patrick Stewart is in, a, is in another version of a okay. Christmas Carol right. That's what I was thinking of so yeah, it's Michael Caine in this one. Amazing. I'm mean, gonna, you know what? This holiday season, I'm going this to season, watch a Muppet Christmas Carol. You're gonna watch, and I'll, and I'll follow up with you guys. All the Christmas carols, yeah. <laughs> every
1: last one of them, and report back.
2: No, thank you. No, thank you. Ju- just just Muppets Christmas Carol. That's Scrooge is good. maybe Scrooge, is good. Scrooge. I do love Scrooge, but I've seen it so many times. Yeah. You gotta get on that
0: Muppets Christmas Carol. You gotta get Scrooged. You gotta get Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, no, I've got to get up on that.
1: Funny that you bring that up because that was actually a little bonus that I wrote down here is that as much as I love the Muppets Christmas Carol and that version of Jacob Marley, the Marley and Marley, uh, the Mickey Christmas Carol. Uh, w- with Goofy as Jacob Marley.
0: Yep. But <laughs> yeah, specifically
1: yeah, yeah. when he comes out of the door knocker and animates the door knocker, dude, that was nightmare f- fuel for me <laughs> when I was a kid. I, oh my god, I lost my shit at that. I was, I couldn't go to sleep. Uh, and my parents like it's just a cartoon. He just, you know, he does yeah. this typical goofy thing
2: where he, and I was just like,
1: no, he shouldn't be doing that. You don't come out of door knockers.
2: So yeah. I've got to watch it. I've never, I've, I've got to like YouTube this or something. I'm curious now. Take a minute, look it up.
1: Yeah, just type in Mickey's Christmas Carol door knockers, and just uh, like you'll, you'll yeah. see. Oh my god,
2: it's so good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that tonight You do that, oh my god
1: But yeah, I I mean, I I guess I can say, uh, you know, Marley and Marley here That's great, but I guess just that character of Jacob Marley He's just a great ghost, man He's always so creepy in every adaptation There's just something so, like, unsettling about a guy just, like, covered in chains Who's coming into your old-timey bedroom chamber at midnight and uh, telling you to change your ways. I don't know. So, De-
0: <laughs> d- Describing why his life is living hell right now.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's got to be it for me, man. I, I know it's a little bit uh, unconventional of a pick for a Halloween show, but he is creepy nonetheless. But uh, these two, they soften it up just a little bit. They make it a little bit more enjoyable, a little funny. They got a banging song. Uh, that's going to be stuck in my head for the next two months. So, (laughs) yeah. That's my pick. Marley and Marley from A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Marley
0: and Marley. Marley and Marley. But my friends, you were not unfeeling towards your fellow men. True. There was something about mankind we love. So that was our big Halloween show. I'd like to thank Louie for joining us. Um, if there's anything
2: you would like to add at this point. Well, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking. Uh, you know, I can always talk about Halloween shit. No, never get tired of it. 365 days a year. <laughs> right on. <laughs> even, even, even when, uh, even when uh, the Halloween season is fucking dwindling down, it's kind of fucking depressing.
1: So, Louie, before we let you go, I do want to mention Grimy myself. We decided to partake in a little Halloween special of yours. Yes. Would you like to tell people about that?
2: So, oh, the the, the pain in the ass thing I've been working on for 2 months, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. So, uh, when this goes up, when it'll it'll already be it'll be out at this point. Um, right Check out the Haunted Hangover Halloween special Now, what it is, is basically a Kind of a variety show It's kind of hard to explain I've got a lot of lovely people that we've become friends with Through the Haunted Hangover podcast To kind of partake and have segments And, uh, you know, just kind of bring in the ha- bring in Halloween the right way You know, and just something to watch Something fun I kind of wanted it to be a show where you have like not a narrative, but more like a horror host type deal, but instead of it just being a movie, it's a bunch of shit. So it's just something. It's just something fun to do, man. It's hard. It's my first time doing anything like this, so it's been it's been an experience. Is the way I, I'll leave it at that. It's been an experience, <laughs> putting, <laughs> putting it together. A lot of work. Uh, I love editing though, so you know it wasn't that much of a headache. But yeah, check out the Haunted Hangover Halloween special. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of, a lot of great people gave me uh, some fun segments. And also check out the Haunted Hangover podcast where Dave and I, you can, you can listen to me ramble over there about <laughs> Halloween and ghosts and fucking slasher killers and pumpkins and all that good stuff. You know, we're on social media on uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Haunted Hangover. You can check out hauntedhangover.com. That basically has links to everything, including the special. And then if you want to follow me and all my my film projects outside of Haunted Hangover, you can just find me at newneedleproductions.com or at newneedleproductions on Instagram. That's where I that's
0: where I usually am. All right. So, Derek, you have anything you want to say before we end this? I just want to remind everybody that Trick or Treat is a legally
1: binding worded contract. And if people do not give you a treat, you can legally trick them. Egg houses, TP trees, flip
0: cars and burn them. Whatever you
1: have to do, do it.
0: Right on, man. (laughs) Well, with that said, I am Grimy from Retroplasm.
1: I am Derek from It's Dem Boys.
2: And I'm Louie from Haunted Hangover.
0: And we hope that you all have a very awesome Halloween.
2: Happy Halloween, guys. Eggs. (laughs) Eggs. I should have been like, and I am Jackie Daytona. Jackie Daytona. <laughs> Real <laughs> human <laughs> body. I am China. Jackie Daytona. <laughs> that's what I should have said. That should have been my response. Yeah, my response there, guys. I am Jackie Daytona. And by the way, that's my album. <laughs>